Do animals have souls? Where do they go after they die? Discussions on souls are found in so many svarim in so many different ways. Apsad Yagon has a very long discussion on souls, neshamas. The Rambam actually has a very short discussion on souls. It's really more in Hilchas Yisedi Ateiro and a little bit in Hilchas Tshuva than it is in Eden He spends much, much more time talking about Malachon than talking about neshamas. He talks about neshamas Bakitzer. And then, of course, you have the Shemayin Prakim and you have the Rebbein Nebuchadnezzar and all the Rishonim talk about Neshamis in a lot of different ways. And the Rebbein Nebuchadnezzar is in Bereshis. And, of course, in Chesidus and in Kabbalah, there's all different ways of understanding Neshamis. So when you ask that question, the answer to that question is, according to whom are you asking the question? So let me give you an answer the way I see it in the Rishonim, and perhaps particularly the Rebbein Nebuchadnezzar. When the Rabbi Bechai talks about plants, he doesn't use the word chayes, he uses the word kayach. Plants are also living, organic. And they have the criteria of a living thing as it's understood in biology, as it's explained in science. He doesn't use the word chayes, or nefesh uses the word kayach. When he talks about animals and human beings, he does use the word chayes, he doesn't use the word nefesh. The, the concept, of course, of a soul is that the physical reality is a representative or is a casing, is a body or an embodiment of something spiritual, something above, something juxtaposed on it. To explain it in plain words, it's this. When you look at any physical thing, and this is true even in minerals, even in daimim, you see unbelievable order, extraordinary order. Right? The more science understands the building blocks of creation, and as time passes, they get to smaller and smaller building blocks. They're talking about parts of parts of parts of parts of atoms. And the degree of order that is necessary for any kind of reality to exist is staggering. The, the human imagination can't fathom how amazing it is. The question becomes, can this kind of order be contributed to physical properties alone? And of course, the basic argument of, of, of Seichel is, a philosophy is, that the reason there is such order on the physical level is because there are orderers. Life, souls. A stone has a soul in order to be a stone, an atom has a soul in order to be an atom. An atom is a very stable entity made up of many, many parts that have to stay together in a certain uh, stability. And then, of course, atoms join with other atoms based on principles of bonds and so on and so forth, which we call molecules. And they also have to have a certain kind of stability. And to have a certain stability, there's a, a soul that's sustaining that stability. And it goes higher and higher and higher and higher. And yet, we don't use the word life or the word nefesh until you get to animals. Because we don't, even though everything has life, which means there's a spiritual reason the physical world has the order that it has, we don't use the word life and we don't use the word soul unless it means something more than simply the order of that physical thing. It has to mean that that physical thing has a spirit about it. And animals certainly have a spirit, they have energy, they have emotion, many of them, they have a degree of intelligence, they have an ability to learn. 
So they're called living not by the virtue of the fact that they exist the way they exist, but they're called living because their existence reflects some of that spirit comes through the body. In other words, when you look at the body and you understand that there is life, because otherwise there couldn't be this order, that's not yet called life or neshama. When you look at the body and you see the order and you see how that organized entity expresses something which is more than just physical matter, this is where you're seeing life, which is the explanation why by plants you would say koyach, and by animals you would say nefesh. Having said this, uh, there's another dimension. And the source of this is primarily in the Rambam. And it's very brief. It's a few halachas in Hilchas Perik Dalid. And it's also a few halachas in Hilchas Chuba, Perik, I guess, Ches. And what's interesting is how the Rambam uses words. In Hasidus, the best word, the highest word is the word neshama. And of course, that's how it is in Zayir. In the Rambam, the lowest word is the word neshama. And the higher words are the words nefesh and ruach. We consider nefesh and ruach lower than neshama. And the Rambam considers nefesh and ruach higher than neshama. And on a simple level, it's a question of how the words are used. On a more profound level, we got a problem, we need a solution, and this is not for tonight. But basically what the Rambam says is that neshama is the level of soul which human beings have in common with animals. Animals are alive. And as I said before, they're not just alive because they have order, but because their body expresses a spirit. That spirit is called neshama in the word of the Rambam. Human beings have that neshama as well. But this life has a limitation. What's the limitation? And I guess I'll rephrase it. There are physical things that are alive that the only symptom of that life is the order of their physicality. There are physical things that are alive that the symptom of their being alive is not only their physicality, but their spirit, their energy, their neshama comes through the body. But even this second level, where you have a living thing, that the body doesn't only reflect life in its order, but the body reflects life in its spirit, as animals do, and as human beings do, this spirit is the servant of the body. Meaning to say, a neshama goes into a goof, so that the goof should be alive, and the goof should express spirit on the goof level. Which means to say, what happens to the soul of an animal? When the body of the animal dies, the soul also dies. Because even though the soul reveals through the body more than bodily life, it's for the sake of the body. The Abish created physical living things and he gave them life in order to be able to live. But the life that goes into those physical things is the servant of the physical body, not the other way around. Or to say it sarcastically, there is no such thing as a dog heaven. Because when a dog dies, the body dies. And when the body dies, the use of the neshama ends because the neshama is the servant of the body. And then the Rambam goes on to say that but there's a higher kind of life. And that's called Ruach and Nefesh. And Ruach and Nefesh is what human beings have in common with Malachim, with angels. Because angels are also alive. But angels have no body. Angels are pure soul. Pure life. Particularly in Shittas Rambam that the Rambam holds not like the Ramban that says Eisa Malachim Ruchet Mishasev Eishleit that says in Chesidus that the Ramban holds that Malachim also have gufes but they're made of the two Yisaidus Dakim of Eish and Ruach 
The Rambam holds that they have no body whatsoever. The Rambam holds that the entire reality of a malach is spirit, is ideas. And ideas are real. That means they're forever. Malachim never die. Why do Malachim don't die? Because ideas don't die. Now, physical ideas die because physical ideas are connected to the physical world. But in the world of philosophy, ideas predate, precede the matter, the reality. And the ideas that precede the reality exist for their own sake, not as a servant of anything other, and therefore they're real. They're abstract ideas, they're philosophical ideas, they're spiritual ideas, they're godly ideas, which is the realm of a malach. Neshames, and in the wording of the Rambam, nefesh and ruach is the madrege of life that a human being has that came before the body and the life of the body, and therefore it's going to continue to exist beyond the body and the life of the body. And this is taka where the Rasag, Kamdapsadiagon, the, the, he has 10 parakim in his sefer, and one of the parakim is talking about the neshama, the life, that it doesn't begin with the body and it doesn't end when the body ends. It's the distinct human soul, and this animals don't have. And of course, just to create controversy, as if we haven't created enough controversy, in the writings of the Ramam and the Rasag, there's no distinction made between a human being, between a yid and a non-yid. That all human beings have this level of soul, which is called nefesh and 